You're listening to Almost Got Him, a Batman the Animated Series podcast. And now, your hosts, Brandon and Jimmy. I threw a rock at him. It's Brandon. And it's Jimmy. And we're back for another episode of Almost Got Him. Today we are going over the episode on Leather Wings, which is the second episode on your queue if you're watching it on HBO Max. It was supposed to originally be the pilot episode, which we're going to talk a lot about today. And uh, I'm sitting next to Mr. Jimmy Humphrey. How are you doing today, Jimmy? Uh, doing well. Uh, second episode um, of our podcast and second episode of Batman the Animated Series, unless you're an old man like me who for some reason remembers this is the first episode. I, I guess we'll talk more about that. And there, there's a reason I think a lot of people consider this the first episode. The uh, Cat in the Claw one kind of went under the radar, if I remember correctly, when it came out. Because... This one had a lot more advertising behind it because it was in prime time, which in 1992 is a big deal. A big deal. It really stuck out uh, in my brain. Uh, again, yeah, this is our third episode counting the pilot. Uh, if you're not hitting the like button, then you totally should if that's the thing that on your, on your platform of choice. Yeah, yeah, uh, your podcaster of choosing uh, wherever it is because we, we, we don't know where you can get this from just yet. No, we don't. Uh, but, you know, the more you uh, hit like and, and say you comment, the more people see the... Five stars. Yes, give us five stars. That's what I hear the other podcasts say, so that's yeah. why I'm saying it. Life's a dance. We learn as we go, and we are just dancing away over here. Well, that is certainly poetry. And uh, Do you dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? Uh, I'm, uh, As I said, I'm just uh, geriatric at this point. I can't get up and uh, dance. Jimmy's in his 40s. I'm in my 30s. Just remember that. That's important, <laughs> I think. That's important. We, you we are a different to, generation. Yeah, to know that the, you're different generations. Fans. Yes. That's right. That's right. And today, these two generations come together to bring you on leather wings. Uh, would you like to go over the synopsis of this Harrowing tale from Batman I, the Animated Series. I would, on Leather Wings, written by Mitch Bryan, who uh, wrote three episodes of the show, and directed by Kevin Altieri, who did 22 episodes, most next to Bart Kirkland, and also uh, wrote uh, or directed the um, last episode we did, correct? The yes, first part. The first, the, the the first one, yeah. Uh, so we start with police blimps over Gotham. Fantastic. Now, um, I'm not a comic person, so I'm sure this is there were police blimps. Under, that's a thing, right? That it's this, not just this, exciting to me. Just because this, it's this was a thing Bruce Tim came up with. This oh yes, a bad fact that I had. Uh, they wanted to, to this uh, Gotham to look kind of out of time, modern day, but it looked follows like kind of the a, Burton, the first from two a Burtons yesteryear kind of thing. I wish um, he had done that. Man, a police blimp in a Burton movie. If he had the budget, I'm sure he would have done it. But Those yeah, are my the, balloons. Uh, the uh, the blimp cops. Do you know the fun story about the blimp cop in there? Uh, I think I do. There's a younger, uh, sounds like the younger, because his voice is kind of like this. Sounds kind of familiar to me. Sounds really familiar. And what's funny is it's the second voice we hear in the series. And it is, in fact, Batman himself. Correct? Kevin Conroy. If you consider this episode of the pilot, which we do, the first time that you hear Kevin Conroy, he's not Batman. He's blimp cop number two with glasses. This is actually a thing that goes through a, a lot in these, particularly this first episode. A lot of a lot of the first episodes, you have the other cast voice actors doing ancillary voices. Yeah. And we're going to see that again as we go through this episode. Uh, we establish that there is, in fact, a giant man bat flying around the city. And we follow him back to Phoenix Pharmaceuticals. I put a, a break in there, but it's not, not to Phoenix, Arizona, but to yeah, Phoenix yeah. Pharmaceuticals. Where he attacks a foolish night watchman, voiced by Richard Mall, who is also Two-Face. Uh, 
Um, so again, we're we've got yeah. actors playing different parts. And you actually see Harvey Dent in uh, this episode. We do. We are going to see him here and introduce some of our mm-hmm. um, our ancillary characters, yeah. supporting characters. We're, we're going to break down Harvey Dent. I think a lot more when Two Face comes around. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, this is its first appearance in the series, and it's really short and really really slick. I love it. Uh, now we have probably also our first newspaper shot uh, that tell us that tells us information we need to know. We establish extra, extra. yes, extra, extra. We establish that the foolish watch night watchman was not killed because we have to establish that because we're on, at five o'clock and kids mm-hmm. are watching. But they're like making out and stuff. Oh, there is. There's some necking there, going on. There's there's a lot of stuff in this episode in particular. I'm like, how did this episode get approved by censors? I'm wondering what the backstory Maybe because is. it was prime time. I bet you that's well, it could have been. been. There's a couple of things. Like mm-hmm. you have this and you also have, we talk about it a little bit later, Batman bleeds in this episode. That's that something you do not see. true. Now that necking couple, do you know that story or comic book person? No, I think <laughs> you don't know that. That was just from? something they threw in okay. the background. I like to think of it that this was a Jim and Pam kind of situation. And one Long day before Jim and Pam they did. just couldn't hold it anymore. Like they he works across mm-hmm. the way from Pam it's, and he just couldn't they went out and just I, this was the moment. I feel like we missed a very important episode of their like separate show. So now we need to establish uh our supporting characters all right uh, we got them all sitting around a desk and they're all talking now, who we got in this room because this is these are important players through the entire run of the series and batman in general we have commissioner gordon yes a friend of mine have... has uh, their sister has a cat and his name is commissioner gordon oh really that's funny. this is true yes if we have a commissioner gordon in this room we have a harvey bullock in this room who will become a very big side character for the show and we also have a uh, good old Harvey Dent. Now, I, as watching as a child, I am familiar with these characters, uh, certainly Gordon. And um, I don't know if I knew that Harvey Dent at that time would be a two. I don't know if I knew that. But who I didn't know at all was Bullock. Bullock. And little did I know that Bullock would become such a... Uh, important character in this series, but he goes on to other things. He was in Gotham. So, yeah, the uh, Harvey Bullock, really, like, he was not created for the show. He was created in the comics I was in wondering uh, June of 1974. He was created by Archie Goodwin and Howard Chaikin, which, if you're a comic fan, those are two really huge names from the, from the late 70s, early 80s. And his popularity really skyrocketed at that point. They brought him into the comics as more of a reoccurring role. Would you like to learn a little bit about Jim Gordon? Yeah, let's le- let's learn something about Commissioner Gordon. I feel like I know Commissioner Gordon really well, but let's maybe you'll tell me something I don't know about Commissioner Gordon. Commissioner Gordon uh, first appeared in Detective Comics 27, which was also, uh, as I mentioned in the last episode, the first appearance of Bruce Wayne Batman. Um, so that was in April of 1939. He was actually Batman very briefly in 2015. He had a a Met suit of like a big old like robot type suit oh, that he was yeah. in, and the ears were so big that uh, comic fans nicknamed it the uh, the bunny suit. <laughs> <laughs> what I find interesting about Jim Gordon is uh, all the people that have played him over the years. Um, in Batman sixty six, take a drink. Uh, you, he was played by Neil Hamilton. He brought it up, not me this time. Uh, Pat Hingle played the commissioner in the Burton Schumacher films. Yeah. Uh, Gary Oldman played. Yeah. Played a commissioner in the Nolan trilogy, and 
one that people forget is J.K. Simmons played uh, Commissioner Gordon in Justice League. He was going to be in the Ben Affleck Batman movie that got canceled too. Oh, that's probably the moment he got he got all jacked. And he like, got bu- he got buff for that. Smelled. I guess that's what the words were. That's yeah, what he was saying. Yeah, he was he was really really scary. And uh, the upcoming uh, movie, the the Batman, he'll be played by Jeffrey Wright, which is I think a fun cast. Oh yes, yes, from Westworld fame. Who uh, who plays your favorite Commissioner Gordon? Um, I don't think there's any question that it is, other than the one we're looking at but, here as far uh, as Bob, the anime. Bob Hastings, by the way. Yes, I think uh, this Jim is Gordon. a great uh, version of, this is probably my favorite. I love Gary Oldman. There's no question. Uh, that's, two. that's my favorite one. Yeah. Well, Bullock is hot on the case now. And uh, next we have our first look at the Batcave. Uh, we sort of gets it a little, kind of an intro. Uh, and a very different sounding Alfred for this episode. Uh-huh. He's only Alfred in, thi- in this and two other episodes, I believe. It's Clive Ravel. Clive Ravel. What was, he, what was he in? He was in I seven. don't know. I am not sure. Ephraim Zimbalus Jr. I know because his name is Ephraim Zimbalus Jr. And it's one of those names you just hear a lot. Oh, uh, Clive. I, I know who Clive was. He was the Emperor in Emperor Strikes Back. Really? Yep. He played just like yep. the, the the hologram thing. Yep. That was, I don't think that I knew him. that. That's yeah, really that, I found that out on IMDb. That's weird because that is that's half a person who I guess is Clive Revell with like a monkey's face. Like they've done something to the Emperor Emperor's face in that. Yeah. Uh, just this for is that the original. Shot. This, this is the original. the original. You can't find this anymore because yeah. George burned it. Yeah, I've heard oh four. That. But if you go back, it's this actor Clive Revell, I guess, and mm. like they've morphed a monkey's eyes onto him or something. Uh, but again, th- you'll probably find this on YouTube as the original version, not the one where they went back and put Ian McDermott there, uh, because that's a thing they do. Yeah. So Batman is going to clear his name since everyone's pinning these crimes on him, because he's a bat person, just like Man Bat. So that's a thing that's easily pinned on him. Yeah. Um, now we have, since this is the first time, <laughs> especially with illiterate, <laughs> exactly. So this is the basically we have an intro sequence for the Batmobile um, because the first time we're actually seeing this would have been pilots has been the first time we would be seeing the Batmobile so it gets its own like thing. There's been so many cool Batmobiles. This is definitely one of my top favorite ones. Yes. What's, what's your favorite Batmobile? <laughs> uh, my favorite Batmobile, it's it's probably the '66. Really? I think it that might was not be. the one I thought you would go with. I think it, would you think that's I'd, a good one? Do you think I, I say the Burton one? Burton one's my favorite one. <laughs> oh, it's so close. It's just. So I don't close. think anybody's gonna pick Nolan's. No. No. No, and none of the ancillary uh, Schumacher and none of those like that. Yeah, um, yeah, they're they're, they're um, a little too day glow. So getting back to the story, Batman shows up at the scene of the crime to get some answers. That's when he interrupts the couple from necking. Uh, he's spotted, uh, and now Bullock is on his tail along with a bunch of police in tactical outfits. Uh, Batman finds some animal hairs and escapes. And Bruce is off to the zoo to get some questions. What a sentence. Uh, Bruce is (laughs) off to the zoo to get some questions answered. That's what I do when I go to the zoo. I go to the zoo to have questions answered by men in suits. (laughs) What men in suits have you seen at the zoo? It's like the dark. What's this show? So everything's dark. But like they go to like this weird laboratory at the zoo. <laughs> it's just very strange. There, you can't trust anywhere in Gotham. No, there's no light and airy zoo. You know, it's like, hello, how are you? I'm a zookeeper. It's like, hello, I'm Dr. Robot. You know, whatever it is. Uh, so Batman shows the Cedar Crown and gets some answers. Finds hairs. Uh, gets some questions answered. Uh, so he finds a couple of doctors there. Some, some, some guys dressed as doctors, including a lady. Uh, including Mark Singer as Dr. Langstrom, his wife played by Meredith McRae. She's no longer with us. She's actually. no longer with us. She passed away at 56. And uh, I always have trouble saying this actor's name. Uh, it is 
Renee Aberjonas. Rene, oh, it's Renee Uh Deep Space Nine. Yes, we're, we're we back on Star Trek a week later. We're sorry about that. I think that's going to be a, a thing through a lot. There's a lot of Star Trek actors. I think there is. There episodes. is. Renee, I want to I want to show share with some facts about Renee real quick that I thought was very awesome. I think I think I might know one of them, but you go ahead. Renee has played many many comic characters on t- television with his voice. Mm-hmm. But he also was Dr. Marsh in in Batman Forever. Dr. Marsh is who he plays in this episode. He plays an Arkham doctor in Batman Forever. Talking to Nicole Kidman yes, at the end, right? Yes. Now, I think he's credited as Dr. Burton. Oh, oh yeah. I, I think I may have seen that somewhere, which I would be a nod to Tim. Maybe. I don't know if that's the actual name, but maybe that's what people call him. Because otherwise, he's just a doctor that has no name. So out of these three doctors, now we must know right away that one of them is probably Man Bat. Uh, did you right away guess it was going to be Dr. Langstrom? or Because Dr. March is kind of creepy. He's uh, a creepy Lang- little man. Langstrom, you just know from the get-go, because he looks like a villain. And his change is a very Jekyll and Hyde yes, type very. thing, which I think is Which, awesome. that animation is really, that holds up today, I thought, really well. All of that there is, to me, that's the centerpiece of this episode. Uh, it's the change into Man Bat. And it's the wonderful uh, chase, chase of yeah. Batman. Batman grappled onto Man mm-hmm. Bat through through the city. Um, yeah, there's not, there's not the really a huge amount of plot. It's mainly just... It's just, look what we did. Yeah, and if it's you the pilot. Were, it, this is the pilot. I can That's see why. Um, and the style of this is so, like, this is the quintess... To me, this is the quintessential episode just from a visual standpoint. Yes, yes. I think Bruce Timm's got to show it off a little bit. Yeah, and <laughs> opening with the police blimps... Uh, it's the, to me, it's the darkest. There are some parts of this where I'm like, I guess that's a city. I don't know. Uh, it's the definition of what they were trying to do with the show. Yeah. They, they used Matt, man batches. They wanted people to see a villain that they weren't mm-hmm. really familiar with. So we bring back the police blimp. Yeah, we do. Uh, so we set that up at the beginning. And we bring Kevin Conroy back bring again. Kevin Conroy back again to, uh, and there's that great part where Batman hits the glass and it breaks. Mm-hmm. It's like, ooh. Like that looked like that hurt. You can really feel it even though it's, uh, even though it's animation. Like I said, he, uh, Batman bleeds in this one. And we got Bullock and Gordon in hot pursuit, because we always do. Yes. Uh, we got to get our, our characters together. So Man-Bat is knocked out. Batman, I'm going to, the ending is kind of like punch, punch, punch. So there really is a whole lot to, to say. Man-Bat's knocked out. Um, and he takes him back to the wife, correct? Yeah, well, he takes him back to the Batcave mm-hmm. and cures him, as Batman tends to do. And then cures him, drops the body off to his wife and says, it's over. Doesn't go to jail. For now. Doesn't go to get seek no, out help. No, okay, hold on. I never even thought this. That this is going to be brought up in one of my but, awards. But 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 this is a very BTAS ending. Just those lines, it's over for now. That's the show. That, that's kind of uh, noir, right? Yes, it's very noir, but it, you do have questions of, okay, well, no, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> there's a legal process. Uh, there's some legal, country. Batman, you're Batman. Uh, first of all, we need to get some people involved here. Um, Proper authority. I know you cured him, but like, you know, obviously in the last episode, you, you handcuffed your girlfriend and put her in, but yeah, not man bat? It seems if you, a bit If weird. you cure Joker, is he just going to get off all the murders, Scott-free? I just don't understand that part of it. And I just now thought of it that it doesn't make any sense. Spoiler, my least favorite part of the episode. But, the, the, s- but the style is there. This is what the show is. Oh, it's, this episode's it's, all it's style. It's not it, really substance. It's like... Okay, this but is you're not supposed to think of the, the specifics yeah, of yeah. like, well, wait a minute, shouldn't no, he be taken to jail? No, 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 no. The, the no. dramatic ending is what yeah. services the episode, and that is on leather wings. On leather wings, yeah. I want to go ahead and hit you with some bat facts. Oh, okay, hit me with those. Wham, Mom. pow, ziff. On leather wings aired for the first time on September sixth, nineteen ninety two. It was in prime time, as we spoke about a minute ago. Um, it was a Sunday night. It I was, was there. 
It's the night before uh, Labor Day, so all your kids are staying up late anyway. This was on Fox? Yes. This was a Sunday night? It was a Sunday night. What time? It had to be like 8, 8.30. After those... The Simpsons? I think after Simpsons. That makes sense to me. That's why I was there 100%. And the Simpsons were on at Sunday at that time or maybe Thursday. They I were think Sundays. they were still on Sunday. Okay. Um, so that's, or maybe it came on at 7.30. Yeah, no, they were, I know they were on Sundays when they started releasing the Michael Jackson videos, Yes, right? uh, yes. And that was 92. Yeah, yes. yeah, 91, For Do the Bart Man and yeah, yeah all that is, came out of it, so... I was there, there for that. That's why I remember it so much. Simpsons were there. Bar- Batman was there. Now, as we talked about earlier, we are introduced to Man Bat in this episode. Mm-hmm. Man Bat character debuted in the comics in June of 1970. He was created by Frank Robbins and the legendary artist Neil Adams, who is known as the artist to really modernize Batman's look in the uh, 60s. Mm-hmm. Man Bat has not appeared in any movies, but was rumored to be in the third Schumacher Bat film at one point. I know it would have been interesting. Uh, before plans changed to Scarecrow and Harley Quinn, which that was that was that Batman Triumphant. Yeah, that was Batman Triumphant. Yeah, and um, there was a flashback to Nicholson. They were going to bring yes, Nicholson yes, back for a flashback. Wow, that Harley Quinn. But you have to admit, don't you want to know what that would have been? When you've given anything, uh, Stern was. Uh, they were talking about Howard Stern was going to be the Scarecrow. He wouldn't have done that, mm-hmm. but that's what they people actually went to him. I think he he talked about this. So, uh, and uh, that's that, really what they wanted to do. Can you imagine that movie idea? Also shows how important Batman the animated series is because Harley oh, yeah. Quinn is created from the animated series, and now all of a sudden she's possibly showing up in a late '90s Batman vehicle. It would have been ahead of its time. We didn't see her really until Suicide Squad and. 2016, I believe. Man Bat on the cartoon here was voiced by Mark Singer from uh, Beastmaster Beastmaster. and uh, V fame, the the, the old uh, alien. And Beastmaster 2 through the portal of time. And another fun fact about this episode is the original script had Man Bat actually killing people instead of merely stealing from the different drug companies. Well, that won't do. Um, Also in this one, we see... Technically, the first appearance of Alfred. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alfred debuted in April of 1943 in the 16th issue of Batman. Alfred's been played by a bunch of different people in uh, over the years in the movies and in television. Uh, he's portrayed by uh, William Austin, Michael Goh, Michael Caine, Jeremy Irons. Uh, do you have a favorite, Alfred? I-, I wish that Jeremy Irons got a little more play. Jeremy Irons was great. I thought he was pretty great. Um, Great choice. Great choice for Alfred. Michael, go. Let's not go there. Hey, I'm going to give it to Michael Go because he played, I mean. He not, played the hell out he of Alfred. He played Alfred in all those four movies. And so did Pat Hingle. He was Commissioner right. Gordon. Now, isn't that weird that they kept those actors through all those. All four of them. Through all four of those. Like, they're very different, but they decided to keep. I think that's pretty Three cool. different Batman, but all one Alfred, one Commissioner Gordon. I dig that. I really dig that about those films. That's all my bad facts. Do you have any bad facts for me? Uh, let's see what I've got here as far as uh, facts. I've got facts and observations. There's a part where a uh, Dr. March calls and Batman does his Bruce Wayne voice yeah. while dressed as Batman, and it was very strange. Yeah, they, uh, <laughs> I, I read on one of the IMDb uh, links or whatever that that happens on accident, I think, three times throughout the series. One. This is actually meant to happen. Um, because he's answering the phone as Bruce Wayne, but he's dressed as Batman. But it's just weird to see that voice come out of the Batman. This means weird to see the, uh, hey, I'm Bruce Wayne coming out of just the Batman. It's just this strange... Conroy was the first one to differentiate the voices of Bruce and Batman, which I thought was really fun. We've probably said this in the... We might have said it in the pilot. But it's perfect. It's perfect. I also want to say this. uh, Mark Singer would return to voice Man-Bat three more times. Is that 
for real? Yeah, yeah. He comes back. What What do they do with Man Bat when he comes back? Uh, I've, I've, it's just like, oh, I'm, I, I just, took it again, and here I am. It's kind of more of the whole horror thing. I don't think they, they do more horror stuff with yeah, it. Yeah. I can't it, think about what uh, those episodes nothing, are. I've, I've watched only one of them so mm-hmm. far, and it was a very forgettable episode. So Batman's like, oh, no, Langstrom's at it again. So he has to go get him. I'm guessing that's the way it works. Yeah. But he's back on the sauce again. Come on, I've, Alfred. I have a feeling he's kind of a uh, expensive character to animate probably. Yeah, because you got the, the transformation the and all that business. Yeah. Um I I had the man back figure from the animated series uh back when I was a child. I honest. didn't have any of these figures because I was too old. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mom and dad stopped buying me action figures. I stopped at Turtles. Um not that I'd wanted to, but that's where they stopped buying me toys really. And now you do a web show about now I do toys. yes, now I'm obsessed with because I that's me teaching them a lesson. Stop buying me these things and I'll just ruin my life with this all this stuff. You're really showing them. Next we are going to give out some awards. Oh, here we go. Actually. It's award time. Da, 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 da. So we're gonna start out with telling everybody how Batman begins. We're going to talk about the opening card title card. Of the episode for On Leather Wings. Uh-huh. What did you think of this card? Uh, it's like a bat, right? It's uh, black and white. It's a bat in the background. It looks kind of like like a show d- during like the I Love Lucy days. Or yeah, it, it has like that a, backlit a kind of way about like, it. movie from mm-hmm. that time. Yeah. I think it's simple but effective. I, I like it. I like it. I like it too. It's a big bat. Did yeah. you like, oh, what did you like better, this or Cat in the Claw? Uh, I, oh. The, uh, the design. Of the title card. Uh, you know, I think I think I'm gonna go back to Cat in the Claw. Me too. Uh, because it just reads to me like it looked it look like it sounds. It's like I'm watching a something on Svengoolie. It seems like a very 50s or 40s like uh, title card for an for a uh, horror film. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give that to Cat in the Claw. But I like the end. Little Wing was pretty good too. All right. Next we have Holy Speech Bubble Batman, where we tell tell the viewers what. Is our favorite quote of this particular episode? Uh-huh. What was your favorite quote of On Leather Wings? Uh, again, I like rapport. I like two characters having a little back and forth. Is it, is it Bruce and Alfred? It is not. Oh, Bruce, it is Bruce not. and Alfred's my favorite thing. The, you, there's a good Go one on. there. Um, but this is uh, Dr. Kirk Langstrom. Okay. Uh, talking about Dr. March, who I'll talk about a little more in a few minutes. Uh, Dr. Langstrom's talking to Bruce Wayne when Bruce goes and visits to find out what, what, what he, he, I think he says he found some bat hairs in his chimney, <laughs> that, which sounds like some sort of, like I'm trying to talk about something without talking well, about it. Why does Batman know what every animal's hair is? Remember Isis hair guy? Oh, he did. They already <laughs> used that. This is the second they time Batman's found a hair. This is an Isis hair hmm. or a bat hair. Yeah. When I find hair on me, I'm not even sure it's ma- my I hair. I don't take it to the zoo to have him look at it. I go to the zoo for questions. To be <laughs> That's true. I need some questions. <laughs> We're going down to the zoo. So Dr. Kirk Langstrom, he's speaking about Dr. Marsh. He says, he's a little protective of all this. I think he likes bats better than people. Bruce Wayne says, I can't imagine. So I like that. <laughs> I like that. That's a good part. one. That's yeah. good. I remember that yeah, one. Because Bruce knows that he's Batman. But this Langstrom guy, he don't know that. But he's a bad guy too. And he didn't even know that. So it's like, you got all kinds of levels. Go ahead. What's yours? <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> I too like rapport, but my favorite rapport in this one was just the back and forth of, of that Batman and Alfred had mm-hmm. in their two scenes together. My favorite quote of the entire episode, though, is it shortly followed after Batman is listening to a recording of bat screams. And he's just listening to figure out what, where these bats come from. Because, you know, <laughs> world's greatest detective. 
obviously he's going to know where these bats come from by their mating call or whatever. And Alfred comes downstairs to see Bruce listening to these wails uh, by the bats. And he says, and I quote, I didn't realize you'd taken up listening to rock and roll. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but, such a dad joke, but also very sassy. So <laughs> yes. Sassy I, Alfred. I, I thought that was just a hilarious, hilarious quote. Speaking of sassy Alfred, wait till they get a load of me. Wing freak terrorizes. Wait till they get a load of me. Who is your favorite character of on Leather Wings? I'm gonna actually I'm going to answer mine first. Okay. Because of the segue. Part, Alfred. Alfred, once again, usually on my notes, I have tons of notes for each thing, but under Wait Till They Get a Load of Me, my favorite character, I have Alfred, dot, dot, sassy AF. <laughs> He's hilarious in it. He works really good with Bruce. Yes, the voice is very different from Ephraim's, and it's not as iconic, but this guy, I feel like, holds his own pretty well. I liked him a lot. Um, who is your favorite character? Uh, well, you pointed out, uh, I think a lot of what you like about Alfred is that back and forth. Yeah. Um, what I like is the back and forth between uh, Bullock and Gordon. Uh, we really establish Gordon is no nonsense. Uh, Bullock is this this kind of this, I guess, a wild, kind of a wild, he's a loose cannon. Or he's a loose wild cannon. Hitter. He's the wild card. He's like, We're going to get that bat. And that's always, that continues on through all these. He's constantly and, like, and, trying and, to get back. And Harry Bullock means well. He's not a villain, yeah. per se. But yeah, his 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 uh, idea of Batman and his thoughts on him—they're very gray. And I like their—they're sort of a not a good cop, bad cop, but uh, Bullock is sort of this sloppy guy, mm-hmm. and like uh, Gordon, it, this is put together kind of. It, it feels like they should yeah. have their own spinoff. It, it does. It does. Like you can see why show. you see why later on they use that in Gotham, and you know that sort of uh, sort of character dynamic. Yeah, they uh, when Gotham was announced originally. Uh, a lot of the comic fans, like myself, thought that it was going to be based on this book called Gotham Central, which just focused on the Gotham PD. Mm-hmm. And you did, you barely had Batman in it. If it was, he was a background elop, character, uh, like plot element. He wasn't even much of a character in it. But that was a very popular book because it was basically NYPD Blue, but in Arkham. And when Gotham was announced, we were all happy because we are like, oh, they're finally going to do it. Because we heard that mm-hmm. James Gordon and Bullock and Harvey Bullock were going to be the main characters of the show. And then, well, we didn't quite get that. Also, we don't know if we're going to see Harvey Bullock show up in these movies yet or not, but we might. And maybe uh, Montoya. Oh, yeah. Maybe Who was well. created in the show, by the way. Oh, that's a, that's a character mm-hmm. for the show. That yeah, makes that, sense. That when makes, it comes a very to, 90s thing to, yeah. Kind when of. it comes to Batman the Animated Series, there's multiple characters that were created on here. But the two that everyone talks about is obviously Harley Quinn, but the other one is Renee Montoya. Mm-hmm. And they're both together in that Margot Robbie movie. Yes, they yes. are. They are. What's that called? Uh, Birds, Birds of, of Prey. Prey. Yes. And the fantabulous uh, emancipation of Harley Quinn. Oh, we like that. Good movie. But I think the, that's a hard, That's a hot take, though. That was the last movie I saw in a. Oh, mine, mine too, mine too. I just feel a lot of people like minute that you're like you like. Oh my god, people, some people will just file out because we like Earth of Prey. Why would they though? What a fun. Oh, uh, it's that fun was. if you like that Deadpool stuff, which I like the Deadpool stuff too. Yeah. but it's Deadpool and heels. That sounds pretty woke to me, though. Yeah, it's uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's some of that social 
<laughs> justice. That's what some people are saying when they when they hear us talk say that we like birds of prey. They're like, oh, these guys. Oh, these guys. They these, must be them liberals. There are them liberals that like them. The movie has nothing. There's nothing no, there's about nothing that in the movie. About the movie. Yeah, it's 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 Even not McGregor like in your face. A, it's it's a know. delight in that. movie. Oh, it's great. He's a horrible person. Or he's playing a horrible person, but he's a delight in that movie. He is. Now, speaking of horrible people, I think that's where you're going. Oh, your favorite character. We still have to get that from you. Oh, my favorite character. Oh, it was Bullock and and Gordon. Oh, Bullock and Gordon. Just as a general, I I think Bullock, just because he just springs out like, oh, that guy, I like him. He's like a gumshoe kind of character. Um, So I think it would be Bullock. But from, from your favorite character, what about your least favorite character? Who gets the Condiment King Award? Mine would be Dr. March. Why so surly? Oh. Um, this, there's no point for this character to be like, he's just a very like surly kind of kind of character and comes off kind of more cartoony than, see, I think that maybe there was a bait and switch there. Like maybe they wanted you to think, I bet that guy's man bat. Mm. Um, and because Dr. Langstrom is like good looking, kind of straight. Um, so they play uh, uh, Dr. March as a more like, yeah, hey, I don't want to do this kind of character. But I just don't understand. They don't really pay him off. Yeah. He's just sort of a surly guy. So I'm going to say Dr. March. That's actually a really good pick. I didn't even think of him. Um, my pick was more kind of, um, I didn't, there wasn't a lot of characters to work with. Cause a lot, mm-hmm. Most of the characters I liked. I thought Batman was great. I loved, I, always, I usually love Gordon and Bullock and, and Alfred I thought was great. I picked Kirk Langstrom slash Man Bat uh, just I love the design of Mad Bat, but yeah. I thought the character was very boring. Mm-hmm. Um, he gave a stereotypical villain monologue out of nowhere, which was kind of yep. like, oh, oh, we're t- checking that box off. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like the ending involved with him. He got cured, and all of a sudden, he just gets to go home to his wife and just sleep it off. Right now, I think we should get a little nuts, so let's get nuts. Now you want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. What is your favorite moment dun, 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 of On Leather Wings? Uh, for me, it's the showstopper is the uh, Man Bat versus Batman uh, chase. Oh, that's a the good grapple one. Uh, across uh, Gotham City involving the police blimp, which is set up from the from earlier. That's that's a really good part. I, I put that as one of my favorite parts, mm-hmm. but I put another one just in case you pick that one. Uh, I love the chemistry and playfulness between uh, Batman and Alfred. Mm-hmm. They, you can tell that there's like a kind of a father son dynamic there, as well as a the a fact that they feel like they're peers. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of there's a lot of love and kind of like playfulness there, and I just really dig that dynamic of Alfred. Episode. Alfred brings the warmth, yeah, in, yeah, uh, and you see that from the way uh, Bruce or Batman relates to him. So especially in these first couple episodes, we're already seeing that the way they write Alfred. So. Now, from our favorite moment, we're going to go to our least favorite moment. Martha, why did you say that name? Oh, stop! Please, stop! Why did you say that name? It's his mother's name. What gets the Martha moment of the episode award from you? I can't think of something that sticks out as something I really disliked. Mine, in case you haven't figured out by now, it's the ending. I just thought the ending was just kind of, oh, out of nowhere. We've run out of time. We, we went our 21 minutes. Let's just end it. Let's not take him to jail or therapy or some kind of facility or whatever. Again, it's a very noir ending and like yeah. it doesn't go it's into done. specifics and it's like, I get it and I like it, but it doesn't really answer. Uh, I guess I would go with that too um, as my least favorite thing would just be the ending. Like I, I get it, I, I, but I just have more questions um, about 
what happens to this man? Who knows? He is he going to do this again? Or we what don't happens know. to this man, Bat? Not even Batman knows he's going to do it again. So overall, what did you think of the episode? What letter grade would you give on Leather Wings, um, the original pilot for Batman the Animated Series, even though it was the second episode that aired? Uh, this episode is iconic uh, for me as far as the animated series. Um, and I'm just going to say it. I think my nostalgia is speaking for me as far as the episode is concerned, because there's not a whole lot to it. There's not. It's there's a Jekyll not. and Hyde story. It's cut and dry. But when I think of Batman, the animated series, I think of Man Bat and I think of Batman and I think of Batman on the grapple uh, at, towards the end, because it's just classic, the animated series. Um, so I think I'm going to give it I'm teetering. I'm going to give it an A minus. Oh, and again, I I know I think that that's just my nostalgia for this glasses. episode. Yes, I think it is because I know that it's not a that's perfect wrong. episode, but it is. If, if I'm going to show someone ten episodes, this is probably going to be one of them, just because it's it's quintessential. It's iconic. Okay, okay. I see your point. I see your point. My grade be a little bit different. I would give it a C plus. C plus. C plus. C plus. So you'll shoot your eye out. <laughs> See, uh, it's not a bad episode. Uh, like technically, like like the fighting, the transformation of Langstrom to Man Bat, or is just mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, the the chase is amazing. I do enjoy the back and forth with Alfred and Bruce, but there's not really much to work with. The episode is pretty much like one story beat. Um, you have a chase. You know, there's there's just not. A whole, whole lot going on. Not a whole mm-hmm. lot of emotional investment. It's just, hey, look how cool this cartoon is. We want to do more episodes of this. Kind of because it's the pilot, you know. Um, not much just ha- not much happened in the ending, which very lackluster for me. Um, so that's why I give it a C+. Plus. A lot of people standing around in lap coats. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it all kind of, that part of it runs in, uh, as far as Langstrom, he's not a very compelling yeah, uh, yeah. villain. Yeah. And even the relationship with, with his wife character, it doesn't seem like, it, just, it seems like there could be more, like, like there. yeah, because she could be like, oh, my husband is a mm. man bad, you know, like, there could be more of like a dr- drama, like more of like a 50s movie worked into it. And I don't feel they really touch on that yeah. as much as they could. Yeah, the only thing, in my opinion, appealing about the villain of this episode is just the design of man the bad design. himself. It's yes. Really, really cool. And it's amazing. That's why I had the action figure. I didn't even like the character that much, but I loved mm. his look. So that's why I had the action figure as a kid. But yeah, as a whole, it was just kind of an average episode. I give it the plus because of how great the animation st- still holds up in certain aspects. But overall, not and not an episode I would show somebody if I want to show them my like top ten quintessential episodes of Batman the Animated Series. So, Brandon, I am wondering if you were testing around with some beakers and whatnot and can, could turn yourself into a man something. All right. What kind of animal would you choose? Not a bat, but what kind of animal would you choose? Is it the uh, top half or the bottom half that I? Um, you, you can design yourself if you'd like. I feel like hmm, it'd probably be something that you could, either could fly or be underwater. Uh, underwater is pretty crowded, so I want to be able to fly. But I don't, I don't like birds. I do not like birds at all. They, they they smell funny and they poop everywhere. So I don't want to be a bird. You don't want to be man bird. I don't want to be man bird. So I'll probably go back to the ocean. Uh, man dolphin. Oh, I was actually thinking of that too. I was thinking of some kind of aquatic creature. Yeah, yeah. It's, I feel like it'd be fun to breathe underwater. The jumping's a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. 
And they're the only other creature other than like humans that uh, have sex for fun. That's a true fact. That's true. Uh, I've always been a stinkor guy, uh, so I would want to change into a skunk man. Skunk man. Oh, you might get canceled though in 2021. Uh, well, let's a uh, WB. Uh, you wrote that scene. Uh, that's all you. So that's all you. You took down the character. You and did this. You're aware of that, right? Yeah, yeah. You did that to yourself. You did that to you yourself. And then you wrote a statement that sounded like he was a real person. <laughs> Very bizarre, WB. It's I love, a cartoon. I love the show. I love your Batman show we're watching because I watched it when I was 10. And I, am and I can't wait to watch Space Jam 2. Without, by the way, he was in the first Space Jam. Yeah, yeah, he was. He, he doesn't have to do that. He can just he can just be a, a skunk who's stinky and funny. Yeah, yeah. He, could, I mean, he, he, was a, he only had one scene. He was a bartender in it. And apparently yes. he kissed... A woman without consent, and it becomes a big thing. But that's what you is, did. It's funny. He could have just he could have just farted or something, and he yeah. could have just made a joke about it. Or but just no. be in the background. But like, you had to write the scene and cut it out. This part may not be in the episode. Uh, I don't know. But it, I'm it just feels saying, relatable to me. I'm just saying, when you write your character We're, we're like being current that, right now. Yes. Don't, hey, that was all you. You want to make us think you didn't do it. You yeah. did that. You did not Gina Carano. You made it strange. Yeah. You made it strange, and now we can't have our Pepe Le Pew anymore. Yeah, it's, it's it's very sad. We can't have our Pepe Le Pew or our se sexy bunnies. That's fine. That's, I, that, that was weird originally. I don't like Lola Bunny. You don't like Lola Bunny? No, I've never liked Lola Bunny. Why, what, is, what do you not like about because Lola Bunny? Because I don't like, because they wrote her because they needed a female character to play basketball. Um, I, and then when I was at the age where I was like, oh, they're just putting her in here to have a girl on the team. I understand you need a girl on the team, but I don't like her. Um She's not funny. She's just a sexy bunny character, and I thought it was weird. <laughs> now she's not a sexy bunny character anymore. That's fine. She was funny. Like strong on, independent. She's on that show, and Kristen Wiig does her voice, and she, it was funny, and it's fine. Uh, but I'm not a fan of Lola Bunny. I don't even know if she should be in this one. I don't even think there should be a Space Jam 2. But yeah, there yeah. is. So yeah, LeBron James, and it's going to be free for us on HBO Max. We're oh, so I can't complain because it's free. Yeah. And if I don't watch that, I can bleep on over and watch Batman the Animated Series. And next time we'll be doing just that and watching episode three, The Heart of Ice. And if you're a fan, you're like, oh, Heart of Ice. You're just, you're right there with I us. I am that, I must say, I am that fan. I, of the entire show, that one is easily top two. I think it's probably my number one. So I'm yeah. excited to watch that. I've watched it already like four times in the past two months. And we'll be making some classic freeze puns. That will be very ice. It'll be a cool party. It will be... Oh, you already said cool. I did. Is there a way we can end on a uh, ice joke? We've got cool. We've got ice. We've got freezing. We've got cold. Well, next week, join us for Heart of Ice. Get to the chopper! Wait, that's a... <laughs> that's, that's the wrong Mr. Okay, that's Freeze. a different one. I like that, though. You, you, like, you like Batman and Robin? Well, tune in next week oh, when we'll we will watch we'll we will watch Heart out. of Ice. And we look forward to going out into the dark night with you next time. Say bye, Jimmy. Farewell. You're supposed to say bye, Jimmy. Bye, Jimmy. There you go. I never liked that joke. It's just <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Almost Got Him, a Batman the Animated Series podcast. Anyone else want to go?